I don't even want to walk normal. That's the title of this talk. And by the end of it, I'm going to tie together how me being comfortable in my own skin, living with cerebral palsy, is going to help you be comfortable in your own skin as you are right now. You don't need to change anything. You don't need to improve. You don't need to hit any goal. See, the thing is, is when you learn to embrace who you are as a person inside and out right now, as you are, you will continue to focus on the processes that you're working through to get your goals. You will exceed many of those goals, not all of them, but many of them. And you will be proud of yourself, but you won't need validation from them because when you look at who you are as a person, that's what matters. So I don't even want to walk normal is a statement that I put on a shirt because in my day-to-day -day life, when people see me, um, I get looks, I get stares, just, just doing day-to-day -day things. I could be going to the grocery store. I could be going to a restaurant. I could be out at a park. I could be at the gym exercising. I stand out. Now, there are good things and bad things about that. We live in a world now where standing out, getting attention, can be used for many good things. And me being able to first come to terms with, then accept, then embrace who it is that I am has led me to so many wonderful opportunities, some amazing connections, and I've got a lot of stuff in front of me, a lot of good things in front of me. Now, there's a downside to those eyes as well. You know, sometimes people will come up to me, they'll try to guess the guess the ailment. I had a guy recently come up to me as I was walking into the grocery store. Again, I'm I'm just trying to get, I think it was coffee creamer. This guy stops me in the parking lot, kind of nudges me. He's like, hey, is that MS? To which Anytime somebody makes a comment, depending on the mood that you're in, it may or may not get to you. Now, the outward expression, though, for me, 19 out of 20 times, as I relax my body, because that's that's the thing when you have CP, your your body shows how you feel. You hold on to a lot of your emotions physically, um, or at least I do. But most of the time, I relax my posture as best I can. I look at somebody with a soft gaze, and I smile. I don't play it off, but I'll answer them directly, politely, and normally with a cheerful tone in my voice. And the reason I do that is 
I might change their perception. If, if they know what CP is, I may change their perception of what it means to have cerebral palsy. If they don't know what it means, then at the very least, I'm coming across as what their perception might be moving forward around people that have physical disabilities. Now, it took me a long time to get here. And so this, this I'm, I'm gonna share this with you because I know being comfortable in your own skin, being comfortable with who you are right now, as you are, no changes, right? No changes. Easier said than done. So let me tell you a little bit about where I came from. Um, I was born in the early 80s. I was born three months premature. And CP is caused by a lack of oxygen at or around birth. So there was a lack of oxygen to my brain. Parts of my brain were altered and damaged. That's the general non-medical because I have, I'm not going to pretend to have any kind of medical knowledge, <laughs> but that's, that's basically the, the highest level part of this. So the fact, the fact that I'm even here, if it wasn't a 50-50 coin flip, there, there were pretty good odds that I wouldn't make wouldn't survive birth. Um, I did. So as I go through life, benchmarks of crawling and walking and talking, these were delayed. I can remember even as a, as a small child, feeling like I was behind, always trying to keep up. Started school and I had, you know what? There were, there were a lot of really nice kids when I was growing up. There were some jerks too. Um, I remember hearing on a pretty regular basis, I would even say almost daily, something was always being said. That I was slow, that I was stupid, uh, retarded was the word that was used a lot. And it's interesting because you have something that physically makes you different. Or, yeah, physically makes you different. And people automatically want to tie that to your, your, your brain capacity, your brain function. Now, remember, it's probably, there, there's an element of truth to that. I had a lack of oxygen at birth. So yeah, there, there are parts of my brain that are slow. There's also parts of my brain that have overcompensated for those other areas. So, but, but this is stuff that I heard throughout my life, throughout my childhood. And there've always been the stares. There've always been the gasps at times. And again, many times, take it in stride. Um, I always, and, and many times, like I've had, I've had kids come up to me when I was a child, but even as an adult, they ask questions and I always try to answer the questions 
to meet their curiosity, right? Like meaning the way that I answer it, the way that I speak to them is they're naturally curious. They don't know. So again, this is an opportunity where I can influence how they perceive people that physically are in a similar state to what I am, maybe throughout their life. Um, now, the insecurities that go back to childhood, but carry with you through life. I'm comfortable in my own skin. It doesn't mean that I don't feel like at times I'm running to catch up, that I'm just trying to keep pace. But I realized there's always going to be people that don't see the value in what it is that I do or the skills that I have. But I've also realized that by putting myself out there, practicing different skills, practicing communication, practicing different ways to get messaging out, that a lot of people will get value from the things that I talk about. I've been very fortunate. The things that I do professionally and the things that I'm interested in, as far as my hobbies, can impact people in a positive way. I mentioned going to the gym. When I was middle school, I think middle school or high school, I started working with an orthopedic that I, and I worked with a lot of orthopedics and physical therapists throughout my life who did a lot of outside the box things, wanted to try and test some things. He wanted to get me exercising as a way to supplement my physical therapy that I was doing. Probably pretty common practice now, but not as common in the mid 1990s. Now, what really set this apart was that the environment of where I was doing these workouts, the gym I was going to, the structure around them, that he, the, the encouragement that he gave me, the encouragement that my family gave me, laid a very healthy foundation for my relationship with exercise. Now, I will tell you, when I was a teenager, especially, I was very shy and I kept to myself Played a lot of video games, watched TV, and I ate a lot of food to deal with my emotions. Now, at times, my body weight has gone up and down. And when I was a teenager, into my 20s, and really, I'm, I'm 41 now, I would even say even around the time I turned 30, a lot of my worth was based on what my body looked like at that time. Um, so I've been exercising since I was, again, in middle school on and off. And then I really got into it where I would say I'm working out on average four times a week since uh, the summer after my junior year in high school, which would have been 1999. So I've been doing this for over 20 years. On average, I would say four times a week, I've been going to the gym. Lately, I've been doing not just 
and, and this is a mix of lifting weights, doing cardio. Lately, I've gotten back into flexibility work. So I have a very balanced routine when it comes to exercise. Um, always loved working out. Worked at a gym in college. Trained some people in college. Was certified as a personal trainer in 2011. Wasn't sure what I was going to do with it at that time. Then a few years later, I started teaching a group fitness class for at the local United Cerebral Palsy, local UCP. So I had people with CP that I was teaching a group class for. I love this. This was wonderful because the, the participants in my class week to week were a little, it was, it was a little different as far as who was coming in, who was coming out. Some people could stand upright. Some people were uh, in a chair, in a, in a wheelchair. Uh, some could speak, some could not. And what I learned as a fitness professional is it's, it's really about meeting people where they are physically and where they are mood wise for that day. Very quickly, as I was doing this class, yes, I would have a, a structured outline on, on the moves I wanted to do. But oftentimes, it was the energy of those that were in my class that really drove what we were doing. So they would give me the energy. It was my job to meet them where they were. And that's what I want you to do. When you start thinking about how you view yourself, I want you to meet yourself where you are right now, honestly. And it's going to take some time for you to really figure out how to do this. But you absolutely can. So you have to really meet yourself with kindness. See where it is that you are with, with all this stuff. Because, see, I'm, I'm sure you've had stuff said to you throughout your life. You've had things said to you directly. You've also created narratives based on things that you've seen in your relationships in your life, out in the world, when we're talking about society and standards and fitness and beauty industry and all this stuff, you, you got a lot of stuff, a lot of expectations on yourself that you've been chasing after. I get it. You have to meet yourself where you are. And that is what I hope that you take from this talk and that you're able to start doing meet yourself with kindness so i did that class for a while i then started to branch off a little bit i was i've been a couch to 5k couch to 10k walk run coach for a running group i think over the two years i think two two and a half years i was doing that i probably worked with at least two or three dozen people. So I've been a running coach. I also taught group fitness again, not just uh, not just in the adapted program realm for those in the disabled community, um, also for what would be considered able body people. The group fitness, one on one personal training, worked at a studio here locally, uh, worked in people's houses. And then I started getting into coaching, habit-based nutrition coaching. And through that, built an online community 
where people are trying to be active, trying to develop a better relationship with themselves, trying to be consistent when it comes to following the eating plan and following the exercise routine. And consistency looks different for each and every person. It's not necessarily something that's every day. It's again, meeting yourself where you are. Meet yourself where you are. What am I capable of doing right now? What do I feel like doing right now? And gradually working to be a little bit more consistent. Do it a little bit more, right? Um, I'm not going to get into the nutrition stuff too much, but what I will say, if you're somebody that has that is trying to eat to lose weight, and you've been doing this for years, because see, this is this is a thing <laughs> with the weight loss industry. You can be either on a diet or one or two thoughts or steps away from being back on a diet pretty much all the time. And we're at a point now with the mainstream diet and weight loss industry, you got people their entire lives or much of their lives have been on a diet or close to being on a diet. So one thing you can do to actually rewrite your relationship with food is focus on adding nutrient-dense foods, your fruits and your vegetables and drinking water to whatever it is you're already doing before you get into trying to restrict or cut back to lose weight. If you work on addition over subtract, or instead of trying to subtract, and you do that for the next year or two years, you'll get a better relationship with food. People don't want to do that because they want to try to lose the weight in a certain period of time. But when you're trying to microwave this and do it for speed, you never really develop a foundation. You don't meet yourself where you are. And you're just on this roller coaster over and over. So to reinforce my message around health and fitness, I started podcasting years ago. And the things I would talk about, practical tips for people to, you know, follow their eating and exercise routines, but you see how things are connected. You see how all of this comes back to how people view themselves. And I started talking about other things. I started talking about how I feel about myself. I started talking about confidence. Because if you develop genuine confidence, genuine confidence, not fake it until you make it, but genuine confidence, the multi-billion dollar industries that are marketing against your insecurities don't have as much of an impact on you. And I want that for you. I want you to be able to go through life again, meet yourself where you are and be comfortable in your own skin. And if you work on that, you're going to improve the relationship with yourself. Then you're still going to go after the things that you're going after in life, but you're in a much better headspace with it. So podcasting. This, um, this was the thing where I really started to see, okay, you know what? I can do it. I, I'm not running behind. As a matter of fact, in many areas of life, I'm actually running ahead of people. I have right now four active podcasts, all with a little bit of a different focus. But if you're interested in checking those out, you see my name here, put a .com after it. You can go and check out the podcast that I put out on a regular basis. Or you can take my name, search it in whichever podcast directory that you listen to stuff, and you'll see a bunch of podcasts from me. Um, I, I've, I've been through a lot. I still have my moments of insecurity, but I am 
comfortable in my own skin. And I remind myself when I need to really just focus and be in the moment, which is most of the time, I think we need to try to be in the moment as much as we can. I can look to the past, learn from it. I can look to the future, see where I want to go, but focus right in front of me and really focus on the things within my control, take action on those, and I'm going to get exactly where I need to be when I need to get there. And that's what I want for you. So again, without any of this, I wouldn't be the person that I am. So when I look at who I am as a person, I'm glad that I don't walk normal. I'm glad that I can talk to you. I can share what I've been through, what I go through, the insecurities that I have. They're still there, by the way. I just don't let them get to me like I used to. If you have any thoughts on this, reach out to me. You can go to DarylPerry.com. You can email me there. You can text me, actually. If you're in the States or Canada, that's 859-208-2334. Just shoot me a text. Um, or hit me up on social media. I'm on all the major platforms. But I, what I want for you is I just want you to be look at look at where you are right now, who you are right now. And please work to embrace yourself. Please work to be comfortable in the skin that you're in. It's a big ask, but I know you can do it.